and the merch is now live can you believe it we finally did it we've been talking about it for over a year and 94 years in the making we have four <laughs> of the finest garments possible it feels like 94 years <laughs> did i say 94 years yeah. i mean yeah i mean in a way it's 94 years you know this stuff this the knowledge that it takes to make these garments it's been developing over hundreds of years you could you could argue and all that great knowledge has gone into creating these beautiful products which we are sporting today if you're watching the video version but yeah guys go to coffeeclubpod.com check out the merch and um i mean if you like it buy some we would really appreciate the support we're not kidding i mean we are obviously joking a lot about it like we joke about it all the time but we do it really like it and i think we're gonna be wearing it a lot so i we're like seeing people out there wearing it is gonna be something very exciting for us and yeah we just wanted to make something cool we wanted to make something that wasn't just because like in the real the reality is like we could have just put our name or our logo on something a long time ago and sold it but we wanted to make something that actually like people would enjoy wearing and like that you kind of feel like you get your money's worth so yeah check it out on the website coffeeclubpod.com the link is in our instagram bio and yeah thank you ahead of time for the support uh, I hope you guys love it. We love it. Very excited just to have it out there in the world. Yeah, we're, we're super excited about it. I've been wearing one for a couple of weeks. Took it to Stockholm for a little uh, Europe Your uh, trip. <laughs> Europe trip, and um, yeah, got a lot of uh, a lot of positive comments in the in the dining hall. Yeah, three shirts and a visor. That's it for now. So yeah, we won't take up any more of your time with that. But just go check it out. And then today. We are very lucky to once again have Camelback supporting this episode. George, you want to give us a little ad read? <laughs> yeah. Since, since we I did would, so well last week. I'd love to. We'll, uh, maybe we'll keep it a little short on last week. But yeah, stoked to be bringing you week two of uh, Camelback-sponsored Coffee Club. Um, once again, check out our uh, code on the Camelback website, Coffee Club, no spaces. You get 20% uh, off any full price item. So that's pretty sweet. Um, they got some mugs for some hot coffees. We've got some bottles coming in. Um, they've actually sent us a few with a sweet coffee club uh, printed uh, logo on them that maybe if you keep keep your eyes peeled, um, we might have a bit of giveaway in the next couple of weeks uh, with one of those. And... Yeah, check out some of their other stuff on the website. They've got running vests and a bunch of other cool stuff. Yeah, we we uh, are very appreciative of the sport from Camelback, so give them some love as well. But Gus is already trying to escape from the episode. C- CEO update. It's pretty hot here in the in the studio, in the coffee club pod studio, and Gus is uh, really just not enjoying it. But we'll see how long he lasts during the episode. This is definitely the, I think I can say this is the hottest day of the year. Yeah. It's been so hot finally here in Boulder after being so mild, like up to this point in the summer. And we do not have AC, so even I'm feeling it. I was just thinking, I don't know how long this merch shirt's going to last. I feel, like I, I feel like I need to get shirtless pretty soon. It might come off, but hopefully Gus can, I mean, you guys can probably hear him even on the audio version. He is dying. So hopefully he makes it, but he probably will have to go and get some cool air down low to the ground somewhere. But yeah, check out the merch, check out Camelback. That's it. Let's uh, let's get into the show. So this week, USA recap, no surprises there. It was an electric few days of track. I'm going to say from my perspective, it was the first time that I've really committed to like every night I was watching the NBC broadcast. Mm. Was it? Yeah, it was NBC, well, Peacock. Yeah, on Peacock if you're streaming. Yeah, yeah and... Um, I mean, there was still a lot of like stuff that you could say about how it was annoying, like the stuff that wasn't on there, like the first night, which was like that the 10 made days, no sense to me. Was you had to have the paid USATF TV mm-hmm. account to watch, and then the other times you had to have the paid Peacock. So that's pretty silly to have a go across both. But with that said, sitting down every night, and I think for our time zone, it was really good. Kind of shitty on the East Coast, actually. Yeah, not quite really shit on the East Coast. The first, <laughs> the first couple of nights was like 8 to 10 p.m. And then the last two nights was 7 to 9 p.m. or something like that. And so it was just like every night I just sit down on the couch and watch it. And just a lot of amazing, like it's always going to be amazing USA as we say it all the time. It's one of the best meets of the year. And so we were, and we were obviously so invested with our teammates racing. So we'll go through first and we'll recap all their performances and their races kind of give them a little breakdown 
and then we'll do kind of like a broader USA's talk about some other stuff. But first night was the 10Ks, which for our team was very big, having Joe and Alicia in there. And which one should we start with? What was first, the men's or the women's? And the men's was first. Mm, I think I feel like Alicia was first. Buddy, I don't know. They were right next to each other. I can't remember which way around. Let me rack my brain. I'm going to say that I think the women's was also first. But it doesn't actually matter. But we'll start with the women's. The women's was... Um, it was very tame race, which... I, you, was, I, thought, I thought Joe was going to have to go warm up again. Yeah. <laughs> they were out in like 85 seconds or something. Like that. That's going like, to be the slowest first They were like five thirds. I was like, this is going to take, take 45 minutes. They were chilling. And I think if you look at the times, you're like for Alicia, Alicia likes to run fast. She likes to lead. But uh, as we mentioned last time, she had the 5K coming up as well. So she was not going to like waste her energy. And the other dynamic in this one was that not many girls at all had the qualifier. So like if girls that didn't have the qualifier weren't going to make it fast, then the girls that had the qualifier weren't going to pace them and try to make it fast, especially since they were all, all of them were doubling. I don't think any of them were not doubling. So this was like such a, like it must've felt pretty good for them for a while. I don't know how hot it was. I, I, I reckon it was hot, but not like as bad as it's been in the past few years. But then it must've been, was it with like, 3k when did alicia move to the front and start speeding it up because at some point she was like all right i gotta start picking it up and then she got it going and people started falling off and um it came down to like you could tell pretty quickly who the top three were between her elise and natasha natalia rogers natalia rogers (laughs) natasha rogers who i mean we didn't like i think for us like she was the biggest surprise in terms of just how amazing she was competing across the 10k and the 5k so like, I did, I did mess up her name, but I did give her saying that she could have a good one. The three people that we remembered, yeah, were the three people that came out on top. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because I had seen her race at the Portland Track Fest. I'm not sure if I mentioned this last week. She raced the 5K at the Portland Track Festival, which I watched that, and she looked good, but she didn't look nearly as good as she looked at USA. Yeah. So. I don't know which. Apparently, she lives in Denver. I don't. Or maybe really? she moved. I thought now. Colorado Springs. She's from Colorado somewhere. Yeah, originally. She, she's. I think she trains here still. Well, I don't know. I think maybe since she joined Puma. I oh, she might on, have moved. Yeah. She's moved. Those guys are on training camps all around the place. Yeah. I think they were in Mammoth and Park City this spring. So. <laughs> I made that up, but they're all over the place. I mean, it could be very, very true. They were training in this. Were the, the, they in the springs a lot? The they might have done initially. They might have done all three this whole this yeah. year. So, whatever. Colorado girl, we'll, we'll claim her. But Boulder, she, she goes in the Boulder category. <laughs> she's in. She's on Team Boulder. Coffee Club TC got top two spots though. We did. Just remember that. We held it so down. We did held it down. down the front of the race. But yeah, Alicia was looking really good. I mean, they all three of them were looking really good, and then it came down to just man, Alicia's last lap is electric. She's so quick. Park. I, yeah. I think it's a sixty-one. Yeah, yeah, sixty-one, sixty-two. I heard. Yeah something like that so um, i think it's the kind of thing where in order like alicia knows if she doesn't go really really early then she's vulnerable to that but also the risk you have to take to crushing an entire 10k from the front mm -hmm. is not worth it when you know the ultimate the like it would be really nice to get the win and of course alicia wanted to win but the goal is to make the team and and compete well in budapest and i don't think it's worth like risking that to to throw down 20 laps yeah. from the front like, and destroying yourself for the 5K as well. Yeah, I think so that's I think, very I think it was a pretty sensible run. And the other dynamic, which I can't even remember if we talked this about either, but like Elise has not looked up to this point in the season. She had not looked as good. No. So I think that, I guess, I mean, it's easy to say now, but she was a little bit like under, you know, like undervalued how good she was going to be. And, I think Alicia probably, I don't even know if Alicia was like thinking that she was going to be the one who was going to like challenge her just based on like the races that she's had this season. But clearly in the last six weeks, like I imagine she was already in good form early in the season, but it just like stuff was happening in the races, but she was so on. And I think you could tell as soon as the race started, the way that she was responding to like Alicia's moves and stuff that she was like, she was in good shape and she was ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. She was covering the moves very easily, but I think, she said in an interview that even like two days out, she was still trying to convince Jerry yeah. to do the 1500. That's crazy, and isn't Jerry, it? Jerry like 
talked her out of it and was like, no, 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 I think, I think you should do the 10 and the 5. <laughs> See, I, I couldn't Which believe. Which is pretty crazy. That is, that so is she wild. Would, she was entered in all of them yeah. and then just didn't start the first round of the 1500, which was like a couple of hours before the 10K. I mm. remember watching me like, oh, I guess Elise is running the 10 later. Which mm-hmm. <laughs> is like, it's crazy to think that like as an athlete, you could be like the mindset is like, I guess she wasn't feeling herself in the 10K, 5K. I mean, you got to give credit to Jerry there. Like, it's crazy that she could be so good and like not know that like the week of mm. maybe you know what knew I mean? it but just didn't want to yeah put herself through that she <laughs> just didn't right. want to do it but i forgot because i was looking through all her i forgot that she ran 359 last year mm. she's sub four girl isn't yeah. she also has she broken two as well in the eight she might have run quite. she might have run like I, she was trying to at the end of the season like she was trying to and i'm not sure if she ran like, like two she flat got really close surely there's not many like um, athletes in the world that have run sub two, sub four, and then as fast as she has in the five and the ten k, that'd be a really crazy resume. Yeah, maybe like Sifan is on. Sifan is probably the it's only pretty one. Elite right? group, though. Maybe <laughs> maybe Faith, Faith could be on. Yeah, she like her Faith and Sifan is on. It's pretty pretty insane. Yeah, I don't. I think I don't think she has broken two, but I definitely could be wrong. I think she's run like very I've, close. This is easily looked up, but we'll um, we can leave it to <laughs> to greater minds. But anyway, so it was, yeah, that at the end of the race, it was the three of them. The other one who like big heavy hitter was Carissa Schweizer, but Schwarzer, the, she, uh, she, I guess she's not, I, you never know with the Bowman people what's going on. Like all them, fifth? fifth in the fifth. end, but it's like, she just wasn't as fit as, cause she won last year. What didn't she? She she, she won kind of running the same yeah, way Alicia did. did. She like sat on Alicia. Alicia dropped like a really mean last 5k and then. Carissa just ran away with it. So um, she's, I'm she not sure. Coming off surgery. Yeah. At the end of last season, right? Yeah. Which but, is only a few in Bauman. It's normally like a couple of weeks off. And yeah, a couple of weeks off and then you're back <laughs> into, back it. into yeah. it. Yeah. Was Jerry available for comment, comment on the on the 10 case? Jerry did not comment on anything as far as I saw. Mm. Was he even there? He was there. Rich, <laughs> said, he, Rich said he was talking He's just in his office. Yeah. But Rich, Rich said he wasn't available for comment either I didn't about see him it. On so. anything. <laughs> Couldn't get through from Ritz. So. No yeah. interviews or anything. Well, I said the thing with Jerry, like we give him a lot of crap for that, like which is fine, I think. But he's <laughs> he's, he's he's always been like that. Even yeah, even when he was like the most loved coach, like, even when he was at Wisconsin, he's always been someone who has had a reputation for like not really being into like interviews and like like people like not even knowing what his face looks like <laughs> like everyone knows what like Dathan's face looks like yeah. but people don't know what Jerry's face the looks mystique. like the mystique I think there's a lot of people that would go up to go to a track meet and like Jerry would walk by and they would not know yeah. who it was yeah he's very especially because he's like hat and sunglasses a lot yeah it's his vibe he's the like, length of his hair could change yeah the beard could There'll change there people that wouldn't know that was Jerry Shoemaker. Unfortunately, now he has to wear like the Oregon stuff, so it's kind of like a bit, oh, of, yeah. it's oh, a, yeah. it's a bit of a giveaway. Bit of a giveaway now. now, but maybe USA he didn't have to because it was yeah, true. He could have just worn Nike gear, Nike gear. Yeah, but does he wear Bowman gear in that mm. situation? Then you definitely know if there's a, the guy wearing Bowman. I feel like maybe that's part of the reason they brought Shalane in because then mm. she can just take all. The, she's the face. She's the face of yeah. it. And now even Chris Kalinsky, I always forget that Chris Kalinsky <laughs> is part of their team as well. Like the coaching staff there. I'm not sure how involved he is like with yeah. the pro guys yet mm. or whatever, but he's part of the team. Mm, he is, yeah. He's part of the team. So yeah, that was the women's 10K. Uh, the three of them kind of ran away with it. Big last lap from Elise. It went Elise, Alicia, and then Natasha. And Natasha doesn't have the standards, so there's a bit of a question mark if she'll be able to qualify, especially considering what happened in the 5K, which we'll get to later, which that would mean that I think the Carissa would end up going. going. Unless, who was fourth? Four. Was it Wayne? I hate it when we just don't know at all. <laughs> I thought, so like, I so thought like every was, time. I thought, <laughs> it was, I thought it was Wayne, but I, I don't want to like, could be don't so want to die on that hill. I could, be, on that hill. could be so wrong. And like, I have my computer I love in front of me and I could look it up. But I love it how we're, why would we're, I do we're that? All, it, like very intently watching it and we don't know. I don't do think you, it is going to change anyone's opinion of us or what happened for us to know that or not. Hey, it's the life hack, man. If you just set the bar really low, you tell people... We're just we're just common fans like you. We're not like citrus mag we're tr- experts. We're trying we're trying our best. We're not getting to the huge status of uh, 
Dastidious mag. Dastidious, which Ollie, do you want to? So Ollie has been telling us for the last couple of days that he has a new nickname. I have for a new nickname. Citrus, for citrus mag. mag. Yeah, and it is Dastidious mag. So because they get they get into the point where it's, they we need to, to go become, and remake all the merch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's alright. It just adds on to the next season of merch. Yeah, but so they get, they're getting a bit. They're officially evil. They, they they're pretty big right now. They're evil. They're everywhere. Every tweet, every Instagram, so anything about the meat. If I'm trying to get content in the meat, it's not. It's not good. It's probably coming from City Smack. Where would you rather it came from? Bring back Flow Track. Um, <laughs> honestly, I'd rather it come from Pat Casey on Twitter in particular. But yeah, yeah. But no, they're they're uh, they, they're reaching new heights. And yeah. we're, we're staying humble with the people. We're with yeah. the people. Imagine if they didn't know who came forth. That'd I'd lose so much credibility. <laughs> yeah, that, we would actually gain credibility <laughs> if they would lose. <laughs> That's like they're just setting themselves up to fail. You know, like yeah. they have they have a repu- they have a sit the bar so they have something called journalistic integrity, which, <laughs> which we just don't. Yeah. And I think that we don't we don't believe in, in our favor. We don't believe that. We're just we're just people, you know. So moving on to the men's, this was very exciting. Mm. It was uh, it was. Because still, like, there were this, some of the same question marks. I, I mean, everyone knew how good Joe was. Everyone knew how good Woody was. But going to the Bauman guys, I mean, everyone knew that Grant was going to be really good. But he still hadn't looked as good as he looked a year ago. He hadn't run 26-33 or whatever <laughs> he ran earlier in the season. And then the other big question mark for them was Sean McGordy, who mm. this was, I believe, his first race of the season. And he's an amazing runner. But he's just, I don't think he's had surgery. Did he have surgery? He's just had a few injuries and stuff. So I'm, I imagine that's why he wasn't racing. And this was, this was, oh, what was the pace? It was like solid. Okay. Isai Rodriguez. Mm. Man, that guy loves to just crash to the front. I feel like I've said that on here before. But it was like an honest pace at the start. Oh, yeah. Then you chuck in like Porch Limo and stuff, mm. like who he's also kind of just like always a question mark now like no matter what race he does i think he's going to be a question mark how like what paul is going to turn up on the day this pace honestly it's crazy that this was only like not that long ago because my brain trying to remember these races it's like such old news but i think the pace was like solid but then it was kind of like slow so like everyone was pretty much there i remember there being a bunch of 69s and 70s which for those guys is like borderline threshold pace probably yeah, like, it, like everyone, everyone was in it for a long time. It wasn't like ball busting, but like it was like decent threshold pace. And then Grant made like the fattest move ever with like four laps. Was it four or three laps to go? Mm-hmm. I think his third last and second last laps were like sixteen fifty nine, and then that's what really thinned it out. And Joe was the one who responded the best to him. Like Joe was like pretty on it, but even Joe, Grant opened up a little bit of a gap on Joe. And then behind him, of course, was Woody Kincaid, who today, like for this race, it was like Woody was way closer than he's been in previous races where he's came out on top. So it was like, yeah, Woody's looking pretty good for this one. And Sean was going with it as well. And then on the last lap, things like really got shaken up because then uh, Woody just came around. He looked so strong. And then Joe went around Grant. And then coming down the last 100, I don't think you could see it on the screen. I can't even remember. I don't think you could, but then Sean ended up also passing Grant. So Grant ended up finishing fourth. Woody got the dub. Joe, then Sean was the top three. So it's not like a big... I mean, I think we would have definitely expected Grant to be in the top three. So that was a pretty big upset. But the three names in front of him are all so legit. Mm. So it's Look, not, It was a decent upset in the fact that Grant also came fourth. Yeah, Worlds. Yes. And, that's, then, and then fourth at USA's. That was kind of the headline. Which is always going to be a disappointment for him. It's yeah. crazy that that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. So it, when, you look at the, when you look at the USA um, TF results, if you went on the page and you can see the splits and everything, it has a number next to Joe and Grant Fisher's name. And the number next to Grant was three, which is his world ranking. And that's kind of crazy. I like it how they have that world ranking. In yeah. Like Joe's, I think Joe was sixth or ninth. I'm getting the six and nine. And, you know, 69. Anyway, the the biggest surprise for us is Sean McGordy. We know how good he is, but like that's his first race of the season and to run as well as he did, I think that definitely uh, set the tone. You yeah. Know? Well, here's the rumors that he just absolutely crushes training. Like, <laughs> like n- not just like crushes it, he's just like really good at it. 
He's really good at training. That's and gets in amazing shape, obviously. I'm not sure. I think it's been like said in interviews from like the Bauman guys where like he's just the go to guy. If it's like for there's, paces, there's a hard way for Yeah, if it's like all right, we're running a four ten mile, like Sean, you got this? Yeah. <laughs> Sean's got this. So but yeah, I think you're right. Like the fact that fourth it was last year, you would think like I mean, Grant's season last year was arguably like one of the greatest american distance runner like 5k 10k guys seasons of all time so going into the next year when there's no apparent like big issues that have happened you're like okay they're a lock for 5k 10k like that's like they should take it but we did find out after it that he had been dealing with a stress injury in his femur which it's i mean it doesn't sound good it doesn't sound good that's that's a bad bone to have a stress injury in and i guess the 10k made it worse I mean, they're they're really good at dealing with that stuff, I suppose, because like he must have had an MRI before the race. I'm guessing to know that. To know that. But it's crazy to me that then you could still know that you could race on it. Well, I guess it came back to bite him because I think Joe on the run this morning mentioned that the idea, the plan for Grant was to make the team in the ten and then hit the ultra G and like recover. Like it was more of like just get to the get to the worlds get to the team and then that's when we just get the pro because they're still what it's still five weeks out six weeks out from world so there's still time for them to recover if it's not too crazy of a um yeah. recovery process i still think it would be crazy like he would be going to worlds still i think yeah if you thought there was a risk that you could only like no matter what he was gonna probably drop the five yeah i'm surprised they didn't go with the one that was half as many laps yeah that's the interesting <laughs> thing yeah but also maybe they thought that the 10k would be easier for him mm. The five k was in terms of the, de- in terms of the so depth. Stacked. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, I think we're all big fans of Grant. Like he's 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 a very likable guy, and he's uh, so amazing. So it's pretty sad, but I don't know. I guess people have ups and downs in their hey, career. You know, maybe, uh, like certain other Bauman athletes, it's going to be a good motivation towards Paris. I think that's the best thing for it. You, t- you got to use it in a positive way, mm-hmm. or negative negative to a positive. Yeah, and then. So, is there anything else to say about the 10K? What's that? Oh. (laughs) A couple of notes I've written down, which I did not read. I'll do this one first because it's quick. So, the Discord was in full flight for (laughs) for these races. It was... I don't know if everyone listening knows what Discord is, but it's pretty much like an online chat type thing. Maybe you had MSN as a kid. Think about MSN elevated. And there's like a... There's like a... Okay, well, I'm not going to get in trouble here, but maybe someone was illegally streaming the meet <laughs> in the Discord, and you have to go into like a watch party type room to 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 like be part of it, and it hit the limit, and the limit's 25 people. So like people were all like, "Hey, can you please leave? Like I want to watch these days." <laughs> and then uh, there's it's just like a massive like group of people where like everyone can chat and stuff and most people had their mics muted so like most people weren't talking uh there's just a lot of like typing and like the threads about the races and stuff but it was so cool to have like that there where it's like people are live reacting to everything that was going on so uh everyone in there had a great time and it was very funny darian jumped in for the 10k um on the first well i think it was this the 10k and so darren is a complete random character in our universe he's a video game friend and he didn't really know what was going on and <laughs> the funniest thing was he was like commentating the race for everyone and he's like why the fuck do they keep going to that tower like what's going on with that tower what's so important about it and it was like the big bowman yeah yeah because <laughs> they, they do so many cuts to it for like no reason he's like i'm pretty sure like there's like some people like competing out there like can we watch that it was just like hilarious so hop in the discord for worlds uh and you'll have a good time but the main thing that i had written down there was the woody comment and i found about this because of the discord because people clipped it and put it in there after Tom Wang was big on this one <laughs> well because this yeah leads nicely into the 5k the after the race i can't remember who it was someone asked woody like just kind of like a pretty normal question considering the context they asked him so like how's like the rivalry with joe going like um like yeah yeah, he was pretty much asking like like how's how's it going like do you guys like talk like is it making you guys better and then and then woody was so dismissive about it he said uh i'm pretty sure you have to like lose for there to be a rivalry and he's just like 
I guess he's feeling himself. I don't know. I mean, I we we love Woody as well, but then people in the Discord were just ripping into him because <laughs> uh, he said that he had never lost to Joe, and then everyone was bringing up like last year in the ten k, Woody DNF'd, and Joe won that race. So that's probably counts as a loss. And then, I mean, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but then after the five k, when Joe did beat Woody. People were just ripping into him. Like people, people were like just making so many memes about it, and just like uh, I, the Michael Jordan one was quite funny. Yeah, it's the just Michael like, Jordan one when they had uh, that quote from Woody, and then it just has Joe's head on Michael Jordan's body saying, "And I took that personally." <laughs> it's yeah. quite good. So that was a nice little Woody Woody comment to make something exciting. I don't know. We're just looking, good for the sport. Good, good for, for the sport. sport. I think mm, good for the sport. With at USA's, there's a great level of competition, but you know if you can keep those little more uh, exciting tidbits off the track as well, um, keep them going. That's always keeps it fun. So, yeah, that was the 10k. Um, sad for Grant, but credit to the other boys. But also in that one, Sean. Well, does Sean? Sean does end up qualifying, right? That's the consensus. I think the numbers look good if if Grant is not going. Who's above him, and then maybe one or two other people we know might might not be running. So he might uh, get into the rankings like that. Yeah. So Sean probably will end up qualifying on the ranking because yeah, it's a, it is hard now that like they have this ranking system and that USA is, is a month before the period ends to like you get why like in the previous years they've said like they've had a more strict rule where they want to be able to tell people straight away like if they made it or not. Because, yeah, it has been a bit confusing, but, yeah, it looks like Sean will get through. But the other, moving on to the, the 1500, and the reason I put this one next is because, I mean, when we previewed it two weeks ago, we only talked about the final. We didn't even think to talk about the heats, and probably the biggest upset of the whole meet, well, that's a big, bold claim, but it's maybe appropriate. One of the biggest upsets of the whole meet was in the heats of the men's 1500, and that was when Cooper didn't qualify. Mm. And that was out of, I think that was in the third heat as well. Was it? It was the last heat, yeah. Was it? So Yared made it through. He went to the front. He looked great. And then um, his heat was the first one. And so like all the time qualifiers made it from his one because he just like paced him. I think he ran 335. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. 337, I think, got in. Yeah, so pretty ideal. And then the other heats went pretty stand. And then the third heat was... I mean, they're all stacked. When you watch the heats, you realize how many good runners there are. Like, you forget, and then in every heat, you're like, oh, this guy's good, this guy's good. Well, in heat three, there was Cole, Cooper, Henry Wynn, Drew. and Drew, and a bunch of other good guys. But pretty much, like, Henry Wynn just, like, got a gap on the field, and he ended up, um, he won the heat, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was, like, a... Did he win? I think uh, Cole might have got him. Did Cole end up... Mm. Yeah, Henry was second. Was he? I think but, Cole. It, but he had enough of a gap that kind of no one else caught him. Yeah, and so then it was a big kick down at the end. And it looked like it looked like Cooper was going to make it through. And I think he thought that he was going to make it through. And then Big Daddy Drew Hunter just that came, energy, on the, that came that down energy, on the inside. That dare strength on the inside. Yeah. And he outkicked him and it was so close. And it was like kind of like a shocking moment. Like disbelief yeah. almost. I think Cooper was like looking at like what just happened. Yeah, over the line. Yeah, this kind of thing where he would have made it if they did the what they're doing at Worlds and making it even, even qualifiers in each heat. Isn't it so? Isn't it so weird that they didn't do it? You would think that they would copy exactly like what for the the USOs. Yeah, yeah. If it's going to be like that, you got to you got to you want to set up that structure now so that people are used to that um, situation. I and. I would hazard to guess that Cooper was probably more deserving to be in the final than whoever was sixth than he won. I don't know who that was. I'm just putting that. Matt Centro. Matt Centro. Yeah. It was Centro. Look, I think it was. this is this is the thing I well, have. Well, then I think I'm... The little thing I have with it is I think... It's racing, baby. Personally, it is, personally, and he knew, it is and he knew that going yeah. in. So we knew he had to get top three. Like I think they didn't respect six. Henry Wynn. They definitely, they definitely did not. And I think also, like, Cooper obviously can close really hard, and we've been through this, but he is so much stronger than, I would say, most of that field, that he if he made it much more honest, not, not saying 335 honest, I'm saying, like, 337 honest, he probably would have gone through. 
because I don't I don't think three people are beating him there in that situation. But I think he relied on those tactics to kind of not not use too much energy and then close it down. And you know that's just that's just racing, like we said. Yeah. I just I think it's just I think it's easy to say that now. Though. Yeah, because I think, cause I I think he goes him. into it thinking he can get top three no matter how the race is run. Because last year he yeah. won USA's in that's what he's a, yeah, in, in a very so tactical slow. race. Yeah, yeah. But he he ran three thirty two in, in LA. He probably knows that a lot of that field can't run as well as he can at that pace. And um, yeah, I think I think the third heat was the most stacked heat. Personally. I think I think the first was the first one. The first was really good. It was uh, Yared Hobbs. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm gonna remember everyone Both that was in it. Both you dubbed guys. It was pretty good. Maybe Johnny too. No, good boy. Yeah. Centro. I think it was. Was Johnny in that one too? I think he came second in that heat. We're just making stuff up. I would say, yeah, that like you said, they're all stacked. So maybe Andy Powell had four guys in the final. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. Credit to him. There's a third of the field. Yeah. I may as well skip forward to the final. It was yeah. Yeah. Just, just stacked. And um it was I guess like Yeah, I just ran it back. Just a replay. <laughs> now, a replay of the heats. <laughs> it's like no I was gonna say it's not that often when you can look at a fifteen hundred and say exactly how it's going to go but these days it is like a lot more common and this was another example of that where yard just didn't want to he didn't make it like crazy 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 fast i think he was running what like what do you go through 800 probably 157 or something Mm -hmm. and which is just honest like that's what he wanted he i think he mostly went to the front more so so he could stay out of trouble rather than to make the race like fast in particular but he did tell us before that he wanted it to be like a decent pace like he thought it was going to be like a 335 tight race before it if you spoke to him and yeah so he led the he went to the front at 200 led the whole thing until on the last lap 200 he, to go yeah like he didn't gap people by like a lot like people were still on him the whole time and then like on the last lap people were trying to kick around him and 200 to go freaking joe waskin went around him and uh i'm not gonna say like i was scared when that happened but i was more scared than like before it happened like <laughs> so i guess i was technically a little bit scared but a little I, shook. A little yeah shook. i didn't expect him to let anyone go around him yeah i guess that's what i would say Just if a college kid going around a guy that's run 329 he's yeah. always gonna be like damn i'm very glad he did though yeah personally because i think I made the 200, 200 200 to go if Yard needed a little bit of a spark to, to get going, it was then. If if he didn't take the lead till 100 to go, it could have been too late to respond. And I think Yard saw Joe go around him and went, right, time to race, get on him, and then use that last 100 and just have that Yard kick, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas if no one passed Yard and then he, it was kind of the same, and then it got to 100 to go and someone went, it might have been harder to respond there. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad someone went at 200 to go because it, it made it much more of an exciting race, like you said, but also like... I think it made Yard's tactics a little bit more like better because you know you can close really hard. That's a great point. I think yeah, it's when you lead that much of the race, it's gonna be hard. Like yeah. you don't even know what's happening behind it's you. It's good to gauge of someone, and I think that was amazing. Like and and I'm, and Joe actually his post race interview, Joe Oscombe goes, he's like, yeah, like every race that I've done well in, like two fifty out, I start to make my move, and I wanted to do it in this race. I didn't care who was in it, and like that just shows you like he's a pure racer. He doesn't care what your credentials are he's going to go out there and race it try and win it and mm-hmm. that's what he did and i tell you what um it was pretty impressive seeing him go around yard because he looked it looked pretty relatively like not i'm gonna say easy but it looked like pretty like he was very capable yeah and, uh, he definitely was not like out of his depth no nah. and even though yard came through to win it waskin was rewarded with a second place at usa's making the team and i think he's like gonna get he didn't have the standard but i think he'll be he'll up there it. on ranking now yeah and then coming through for third place was Hulk Cocker. None other than Mr. Hulk Cocker. Oh, reliable. That kid, he his arms are back. His arms are back. He's swinging. He came through, and um, it's good to see him. It's good. Like he's had a really rough. Um, I liked everything about him making the team yeah. except his jersey. You don't like the jersey? No. Well, which jersey? I don't know. They're stripy ones. The uh, oh, Oregon, like, the Oregon kit. The Oregon one. Pretty good. Sorry, Carl. But I'm sure he listens to the podcast. I'm sure he's like, thanks for the feedback, George. <laughs> we'll get that changed. Very happy you made the team, though. Me too. I, I'm, I, I doubted really like him as a competitor. Oh, yeah. And I think. But I, I, I didn't actually doubt him. Like, 
Feel no, bad, you I took really the emotions out of it. You took the emotions out. I, I, I only had the emotions because you guys picked the other two yeah. people. I had the emotions in it, and it. I believe that emotion-wise, like Cole wanted to get back to where he's one of the best runners mm-hmm. in the world, and he said that, and he's and he's like third race of the season. You know, making that team is extremely hard. So it's really nice to see him get rewarded, and hopefully, he can stay injury-free, and I can go compete against him very soon. Yeah, I want to say we, me and Gina, were doing this like game beforehand, like picking the like picking the top three in, in each event for the for like the the evening sessions and like had this like points table mm-hmm. to win something. I don't even know what it was. But I mean, we never came up with anything. But I, I did pick Cole. So I, I believe Look in who him comes before. running back. You, so you believe in him but you just wanted to just didn't want to show up publicly. Well Cooper was Cooper was no <laughs> yeah, longer in it. So. Yeah, true, true. I yeah. also I picked Yared, Cole and Preco. Fourth place for Preco. That Which, guy, Mr. Consistent. He so is very consistent. consistent. One of the nicest guys in the sport too. Definitely yeah. not consistent in what he wants, but consistent in like... He's going to break through up. eventually though. Yeah. I, if, you, if you keep doing it, like he's gonna, you're yeah. going to come out on if top eventually. If you keep eventually. running the world as well as you are, you are going to get the rewards. He's Joe's assistant coach too, which is tough. <laughs> oh, he is too. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in Boston, yeah, yeah, kind of crazy. But yeah, it was... Um, it was sick. Unfortunately, Hobbs faded a little bit as well. I, I thought Hobbs raced it really well, but then he didn't have the same kind of clothes that the rest of those guys have. And I watched his interview after, and he was like pretty annoyed. But then you remember, like he's still so young, so it's like, yeah, you just keep doing your thing, man. Mm. I mean, like the other, the previous year when he went pro, he didn't make it out of the heat. So, um, you know, it's progress. At was least. he fifth? I think he was fifth or sixth. Sixth, sixth maybe. maybe. Yeah. So still pretty good. He he will make a team. But a super exciting 1500. I mean, the, with how good everyone is, like the 1500 is always going to be like so exciting. I guess we, we should probably talk about the women's. I don't have them written down here because I just have our teammates. But back to back, like these races were so amazing. The women's one was, mm. I just having a thing moo in there was just like, it was so cool mm. and it's just so weird because she looked like she was running so slow she and like, like they, she was jogging they were not yeah. actually running that slow yeah. like they were running a decent pace i have to um i have to eat my words about a thing because i definitely was a bit uh skeptic just coming from a 4-8 background coming from bobby crease's training i just like was thinking um like i'm guessing a lot of other athletes are thinking that she wouldn't be able to like go back to back in the 1500s but then you think, like, I reflected on that, and I'm thinking, well, she does rounds. Like, she's doing 800-meter rounds. Those are freaking hard to do. And she looked amazing. And I think she, and her interview after the race was, like, pretty cool because she's, like, talking about how, like, every race, like, she's seen as, like, the best, you know? And going into an event where she's, like, the underdog, she really enjoyed it and thrived in it. And she ran it tactically really well, too, I thought. For someone that doesn't run the 1500 much, she ran it very well tactically. It's just weird that she was on the... Do you guys notice she was on the outside of lane one the whole time? Yeah. She, she looked like she was trying to let someone... Like, make someone come by on the inside or... Yeah. I don't know what I think she's just holding a position, I think. That's what I was wondering. If she's... Her... Like, she's just so tall yeah. compared to a lot of those other... You can't get around races. her as easy as you think. I just was like, maybe she doesn't want to go on the inside and potentially get boxed in. Yeah. Because... That would be like yeah, maybe I, I think that's I think that's one hundred percent. It's kind of crazy if you think about her, like with how good she is, and then she runs eight hundred. She almost never has to run in a pack. Mm. Like she is almost always like always out there the running front. on her own. Yeah. So a fifteen hundred definitely changes that dimension when normally like you're trying to sit in or whatever. But and she ended it like a pro. She yeah. looked really good. So I I take I take back what I said. I'm. I actually now want to see her run more 1500s. It looked like they were going slower too, but I think she like hit she the just standard. makes she, she makes it standard. look slow. She, she yeah. could she could she could go for both now eight and fifteen. She has already scratched. She scratched, yeah, but yeah. She yeah, which I looked, makes looked like they were going to run like over fourteen. I was like, oh, they must be jogging. No, she just, and just was actually. If like, you're looking at the like just the way she runs, and you look at her, it's like well, she doesn't she's jogging and everything. Like even yeah. in the eight hundred when she's running super quick, she looks like she's just jogging yeah but it was still the whole field was like kind of together for a lot of there were moves being made uh by different athletes but i think at the end like that last 300 it was kind of all the plays that you expected nikki hiltz representing mike smith elite mike smith collective league stuff came out on top and they like i don't think it was a surprise that nikki has just looked so good in every race this season and it's always a big kick down at USA. So I think for Nikki, that was the race. That was perfect, yeah. So I feel like Nikki was probably the pre-race favorite. 
I think so. I, I would say so. After after their performances, I would say so. And then Cora McGee, and she's just she can like, make teams, man. She just looks so consistent these last three years. She, like she's just been crushing it. So she ended up coming. It was. Uh, it's always like nerve wracking when there's four people kicking down, and there's only three spots. Corey ended up second. Athema was third, and Athema was second. Corey was oh, sorry, Corey Backwards. third by like four hundredths of a second yeah. or something. And then unfortunately, Sinclair with the dive at the line mm. ended up fourth. And I but think she's, she's got the pull up. So. Yeah, so good for her. But Probably it was a bit of a su- surprise. I mean, I think I. I would have said maybe Sinclair could have won it as well. I mean, that's not even like a hot take at all. She, she won one last year, right? She's a defending mm-hmm, champ, yeah. and she won in really like dominating fashion last year as well. I mean, she's she got a season started really late this year, so I guess I think she was dealing with injury or or something. But um, yeah, yeah. So it's not like that crazy, but I mean, luckily she ends up still getting on the team, and mm-hmm. actually, yeah, she has that extra period of five six weeks continue to get the fitness in, and uh, I was I'm sure that whole team will be very dangerous. Oh, 100%. The 1,500-meter teams for the men and the women look incredible. Yeah. Um, and they're going to be very competitive at Budapest, I reckon. So, some awesome racing there. Moving on to the next one. Next one I've written down is a tough one, which was the women's 800. Uh, very sad for us because Sage came fourth, which is not the spot that you want to come. Unfortunately, missing out on the team by one spot. And it was just like, it was a tough few days for Sage. I don't think we'll spend too much time talking about this one because it's like kind of like her business i guess um follow her on instagram she had a good post about it but it was i mean it was it was a weird race like rj wilson was not in the same form that she's been in i looked it up after that she'd made every team since going pro in 2013 which is Damn. crazy. This is the first time that she hadn't made as well since then, I think. So, so 10 years. Yeah. That's crazy. Insane. So it was, uh, it's just like, I mean, I, I got to give a lot of credit to Nia. Is it Nia I, Atkins or Atkins? I've been saying Atkins, but okay, I could be wrong. Don't don't quote me. I think it's Nia Atkins. Nia Atkins. Uh, she's looked amazing all year. And um, since she, I think she went pro in the same time as you guys, like she's relatively young as well. Guess the dub for Brooks Beast. The Beast, she's got that dog in her. Yeah, so Brooks Beast getting it done. I don't know if they've had someone win a race in, since like... No, nah, sorry, that was a bad joke. <laughs> Have they had a US national title? Uh, they had Nick Simmons, technically, 2015. True. I believe. Okay. Drew Windle, I won an indoor title. Indoors. So... Oh, good for them. I mean... Good for the Beast. Good for the Beast. We like the Beast, don't we? They, they actually had quite a good weekend. They had... Okay, if you want to look at it, like team scoring... And some of the people in the Discord were talking about this. In terms of like expectations, they had the best USA's potentially. Like they performed really well. Just like doing like Henry Wynn looked great. I think he was fifth. He did great near with the win and then uh Isaiah Harris was second. second. I mean pretty good team. Like they did they did really well for they're a small team as well. So yeah. I think the big thing for Sage is that she's got a bunch of diamond leagues coming up and, and should and should make the Diamond League final at the end of the year, so plenty, plenty still to go. Yeah, she's um, she's something to look forward to. She got back here yesterday, and she's leaving in like two days, <laughs> back to Europe to race. So she'll be back at it, and she's an amazing athlete. Eight hundred, maybe. Do you guys know she's racing in fifteen hundreds this year as well? Uh, Dathan is looking for one because she's also a great fifteen hundred meter runner. So yeah, she'll be she'll still I'm sure have an amazing season coming back from everything. So just a tough one to watch because I mean you could say this about a lot of people, but I really we all really think she deserved to make that team based yeah. on like what happened last year and how good she's been since then. Yeah. But I mean that's why you race it. Like it's just ends up what happens yeah. on the day. Everything happens for a reason. Who knows? Maybe we'll in a few weeks time we'll be talking about Sage winning a big major race, mm-hmm. having a big PB, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm a big believer of that, and she's worked so hard throughout the year, and, and she will get the results that she... Um, you reap what you sow. So, so true. I'm a big fan of Sage, so I hope she um, hope she crushes these next time leagues. Yeah. And so the final big races for our team were both 5Ks, and I think we'll go through the men's one first, just because that's on my mind right now. Oh, the juicy one. This it was, was juicy. It was very juicy. <laughs> I mean, they were both pretty juicy. They were both pretty juicy, but the men's just with 
the amount of talent in there yeah the amount of guys that had like qualifiers or good yeah. rankings and stuff they're in there and like people doubling and uh, then also people coming in fresh like that kind of dynamic cooper tier cooper tier looking for redemption grant scratched on the days but up to that point it was like oof this is gonna be fucking crazy all these guys like <laughs> coming in angry uh, probably one of the most exciting races I, I was looking forward to yeah and then it was funny because in the way it played out they were just kind of jogging again i Isai. Back to Isai <laughs> at the front. And, uh, well, I, mean, you got, I, think you, I think you got something here. But he, didn't actually, he wasn't actually running very fast at the front No, I looked at the splits. I don't think he was either. Like They were running a lot of 68s, 69s. Yeah. So same as the 10K, but in a 5K, yeah, it's not not quite as... uh doesn't wear you out quite as much. So it meant that the whole field pretty much was there. Oh, wait. One thing I forgot to mention. This is going back to the 10K. Do you remember how last week you talked about how one guy made it into the 10K with like a 29-minute like time yeah wait was that true did they yeah and he like he like messaged us <laughs> really yeah he was, was uh, we, we reposted on a story i don't know but it's fucking awesome because like he like clipped that clip wait is that what i got tagged in yeah <laughs> i didn't know who that was he clipped you talking about like yeah like this 29 minute guy got in and he's like yeah that was me <laughs> <laughs> didn't he say it was actually something like yeah. what was it what was his time actually faster yeah. than that or slower i think it was slightly faster but no he was like so cool about it so shout out to that guy very funny but back to the 5k everyone's still in and at this pace and there's so many good people and it's really funny because there's all these like individual kind of battles going on everyone's like watching each other and in the pack there was a lot of dynamics i would say between like cooper joe and woody like woody was trying and joe i think were really focusing on each other Charlotte, they were yeah. they were they were just <laughs> locked, locked hips like not necessarily because of the rivalry comments more because they probably just saw each other as like their biggest threats and then it meant that like when abdi made his move which was such a decisive like strong move devastating move like so many of those good like these good guys were still like mid-pack they were just too far back to respond and it really broke up the race really quickly and he had a few people go with him and everyone that got that went with him got rewarded for it because they all Mm -hmm. ended up being the top three and of these close it was a 221 last k and 53 six last 400 crazy like 57 second last lap i think so that was with two laps to go just 53 last lap oh sorry yeah yeah like absolutely world class yeah, it's, it's incredible <laughs> and i mean portland essentially closed in the same he closed quicker also, he closed yeah. quicker <laughs> than abdi like, which is like crazy as well so portland is is back for now and yeah for a moment he looked like he was going to win but that's just like those guys close it's just absolute world class like if you can do that in the world champs like in the right timing i think you can medal honestly oh win yeah <laughs> Mike Smith Elite getting getting his getting their third dub of the weekend. Crazy. So I mean and Abdi someone who was sick earlier in the year, so he's been relatively quiet compared to some of the other people. He didn't he didn't even make a trip over to Europe, did he? No, just went to LA and fell and over fell and then <laughs> ran thirteen oh four. Thirteen oh five with the with the same time he went with exactly a K to go in that yeah. race. I think that's how he knew, like he knew if he went with a K to go he could he could hold on. Yeah, and he, I think after watching that, you can say like no matter what, he was winning it. But especially the way he did the move, when everyone, a lot of the other really good guys were stuck in the mid pack, it was like perfect execution. It was so well done. And um, Sean was one of the ones that was up there, like able to respond to it. He closed really well and ended up third. So great weekend for him. And then Joe ended up coming through for fourth place. Out kicked Cooper. Pipping Cooper. Which is a little bit sad for Cooper. Good for Joe. Which Joe would maybe do the double if yeah, the if spot it, went down if to the, him. If it went down to... Because... Um, it would just be like Sean didn't want to do it. If Sean just wanted to focus on the 10. Yeah. Because Sean doesn't have a qualifier in the 5 yeah. either. So... But I think... I'm guessing that Sean is going to just do a 5k and try to run the standard. And, and then drop the 10. Mm. maybe just do the double double yeah because he would have already qualified for the 10 it's the 5k he wouldn't qualify for unless he gets a standard yeah so i wouldn't be surprised if that's how it plays out here but the the kind of sad thing for cooper is that if he had come forth then his teammate sean could have said hey you can take Take my my spot spot. and we can both go to wads so yeah joe hey like i said good motivation for paris you could see cooper rallying for paris Mm -hmm. the big team it's gonna be a very hard team to make and 
if you have the bad taste in your mouth from a trials where you didn't make the team, I'm sure it's going to be good motivation for him. Yeah. So it was amazing 5K. I don't know if there's anything I would say about that one. Just like great racing. And yeah, Joe, we should probably highlight just how well he did coming fourth and second. Um, first he, time doubling. He closed down pretty well too. 223 or 224 yeah, last really year. Really good. Last yeah. but he was just... Yeah, like so, he was. He so came, came from quite far back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was hanging out with Woody back there. Yeah, he was watching Woody too much. Yeah. He, he said that that was his his flaw. He maybe could have been a little bit closer if he. Uh, I feel like he should have been focusing on. I feel like Abdi was like the one to watch in that. Yeah, completely fresh, looking yeah. so good lately. Yeah, it's yeah. Should I agree. Been sitting on Abdi. I agree. So yeah, Joe then then did beat Woody because Woody. I, Woody was just a bit tired. Like he couldn't, he could not go with it. And then that's when like the Discord was exploding <laughs> with all these means about joe beating him like no rivalry <laughs> not a rivalry type thing but then they they cooled down together so they're, they're mates they're, they're lame. mates lame they're mates i think but so yeah right. good job to joe and then the women's 5k was uh well i guess it was the only event where we had two teammates in there together maybe some yeah some team tactics some team tactics could have played out which i think josette knew what alicia was gonna do but i'm not certain I'm not, I'm not certain either. I don't know. I don't want to confirm that. I mean, we probably could have guessed what Alicia was going to do, so I'm sure. I think a lot of track fans have She took it very From early. the start. Like, like I think pretty early. much from the start. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was maybe, pretty Maybe early. one lap. It was It was maybe not take. like one lap, but it was like, I would say it was like in the first half of the race. And she started, she did a little sneaky thing where she was running like pretty quick, like 71s, 72s, like pretty quick. And then, like, I think everyone was like, okay, this is going to be the pace. And then at some point, like, in the second half, she just started running, like, 70s. Maybe even some 69s. Like, she just dropped down just slightly to, like, a very, very quick pace, squeezing the field. But this one, just like the 10K, ended up being the same top three, looking pretty good. In the Uh, same order. Yeah. Alicia was just leading out Elise. Elise was looking very good. And Tasha Rogers took the lead at one point, I remember. So that was, like, that was probably on like the second last lap like that was pretty because alicia started slowing down a little bit yeah. on like the second last lap and natasha went around so that was the top three unfortunately josette couldn't quite hang on to the pace that alicia was setting and so she was dropping off it was like watching it it was kind of one of those ones where you're like oh man just like catch up please catch up because like you know like yeah. those three girls in front are going to be able to close hard so if you're not with them like it's gonna be really tough and that ended up just playing out kind of like I guess how you would, after watching the 10K, kind of how you would expect where after Alicia did all the leading, Elise was able to come around her, still had quite a bit more left in the tank and kicked down. Um, and yeah, Natasha came third and Josette was just a bit back and forth. I mean, they all did amazing. I'm not, I'm still not sure like what the conditions were like. I mean, leading that much of a race is always so hard. Like I'm very impressed at how Alicia was able to do it and like really squeeze it down. But it's got to be so hard doing that when... You have Elise sitting on you, who's just so good. Very good. So, ended up being very similar to uh, the 10K in the end. Same top three. And with the way it played out, yeah, all the top three hit the standard in the actual race. So, they all get to go. Unless someone drops out for a teammate who cannot confirm nor deny if that's going to (laughs) happen. Probably shouldn't even talk about it all in case we say something incriminating. I guess we don't. I that's that's one thing where Dathan mentioned it in the gym where it's like Alicia earned those two spots. She gets to decide, and then whatever she wants to run, she wants to run both. She wants to run the five k only. She wants to run the ten k only. You know, it's up to Alicia because she earned those spots. You know, and then if she does um, not want to run the five k, then Josette would get the call up as the alternate. So yeah. I guess we'll just wait and see what time time tells us. It is a tough one because I don't. Yeah, I mean, this isn't like. I don't think it's controversial to say, but I don't think like because I saw someone did a poll. I think Citrus Mag did a it was poll. Carmelba, I oh, was Carmelba. Yeah, Carmelba. Like, should you give up a spot to your teammate if you already qualify? And the majority was <laughs> the, like that poll. the majority was yes. But I'm gonna say this is one of those times where it's. I think if you only polled professional runners, they would probably say no. Yeah. Because you, you earn those spots individually, and it is an individual sport at the end of the day. If you weren't gonna, if you weren't like, oh, I don't think I'll run it, then that's different. But you know, if you have a potential to medal in any of those events, you always take it. Yeah, those, those opportunities don't come 
every year, you know. So it's just based on the context, I guess. Yeah. Like where you think you're going to be able to have the most success. And yeah, that's what she has to weigh up when Alicia is making that decision. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. Would you guys give up a spot? Um... In some weird alternate reality where I ran the 10k and I got a spot, then yeah. As long as it's an event that I didn't care about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much. But as like long if it's an event I didn't want to do in the first place. But if I was running like say I'm running the five P and the fifteen and I'm getting too too slow in the fifteen hundred and I'm thinking, well, maybe there's an opportunity for a guy to perform better than I am and the five K I really want to focus on meddling. That's like a context thing where I'm like thinking yeah. like this what is my decision. Two events where you really can't tell which one you would have more success in. Then I then I wouldn't I <laughs> wouldn't hard, isn't spot. It? Yeah. It's too hard, I would probably yeah. just stay with it because like again, you don't get to represent your country that much. Like we're not RG Wilsons. We're not all gonna be representing our country or Alison Felix for like ten plus years. Sometimes we're gonna miss out and the opportunities you get you're always gonna take them. But again, mm-hmm. it's up to the context and the individual to make those decisions. So. Yeah. No, I think that's very fair. So that was our team. Yeah. Well done to everyone. Dathan came back um, on a... Tanned as fuck. He, he arrived at 5 p.m. Sunday night, came to the track. Or no, Monday night, sorry. Monday night, yeah. What day is it today? Today's Tuesday. Monday night. And Last then we, night. we had a workout at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. workout. Came straight to the track yeah. and uh, yeah, lots of fun. He definitely did not have enough of track. He was back into it, he running around, it. calling splits. Lives yeah. and breathes. Lives and breathes track. Yeah. You guys want to know what the difference is? It's that right there. Man's, <laughs> man's crazy. He's dedicated. But the uh, one of the other things that we wanted to look at was Mr. Rory Linkletter scored the meet as if we were representing our towns. I'll pull it up on Twitter. And um, as you would expect, it was a Flagstaff versus Boulder affair. Mm. Where's, where's Linkletter from again? Yeah, but uh, Flagstaff. Flagstaff. So look, just keep that in mind yeah. when you're. There might be some bias. So His team Flagstaff. He scored the fifteen hundred to the ten k men's and women's as if it was like some NCAA meet style. Which whenever I see, he's done this multiple times. I'm like, that sounds like a lot of work. Like, <laughs> he's got yeah. a lot of time in his hands. You gotta like make a spreadsheet. He probably makes an Excel spreadsheet and yeah. like does all the. But fills it in. Fills it in, but it's good uh, for the sport. Good for the sport. Very good for the sport. Work, the the team title was oh wait we tied for second so Flagstaff was on top with fifty nine points and then second place tied second place fifty four points was both Boulder and Eugene but he counts Bowman as Eugene which I guess I think that's accurate who else is Eugene Cole Coop yeah Uh, yeah, Cole Cole that'd be it wouldn't it I mean just between Sean and at least that's pretty good points for Eugene right there. See, I think that's debatable though. If they're Eugene, what about the foreigner points? <laughs> what about the foreigner points, Rory? Unfortunately, no foreigners competed at USA's. Yeah, see, all we could we could change that. It's all Americans, but see, I I think you could make an argument that Bauman is like team training camp. I don't know because I feel like they're known for like not being wherever they live. Like that's mm. kind of their reputation. Apart from this year, has been different. There's been a lot of time. Yeah, in well, you'd put mm-hmm. them under Utah, wouldn't you? All flag stuff. All flag. They still have a lot, a lot of time there. But then after that was uh, Colorado Springs, and then Provo. Shout out BYU. BYU. But most team spots did go to Boulder, so we won on that one. It depends how you score it. The the funny thing with all this stuff, because like Citrus Mag did a thing like ranking, with Citrus Mag actually did like the teams, like they did like Mike Smith Elite versus like OAC, and it's like. It's like three versus two. It's just such a small sample size, you know, where it's like, well, they're all like tied pretty much. Yeah. But uh, it is interesting to see. But it just makes sense. This is where all the pro runners live. I, that was the one thing that, like, at the end of the day, you look at it like, you're not surprised that Mike Smith's team's doing well. You're not surprised that OEC is doing well. You're not surprised that Bauman is going to turn up and race and compete for spots. Like, it's not really giving us any new information, really. No. It would be nice to have taken down flag stuff, though, yeah. I will say. Yeah. Well, I haven't been to Flagstaff yet, so I'm hoping that I can go there. Maybe I just have one of the worst seasons of my life and then just bring down Flagstaff. I wonder what the... Is anyone from representing... Who's representing Flag that's not... Oh, and Izzy. Chrissy. Yeah, Chrissy. Chrissy Gear. She was that big was for them. She came through. Big yeah. for... That's... That's big points for... Well, is, is that what turned it between Flagstaff and Boulder? I guess I don't really know how point scoring works. Yeah, I don't know how many points is, <laughs> is he giving... Is it like 10, 8, 6? 
probably. It's yeah. Probably like a Eddie Silva age. Yeah. 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 Which is the turning point. Yeah, because yeah, Emma, Emma was team. Oh, Emma's on team bold, right? She was second. Exactly. That's, yeah. the, that's the turning point so right that's there. that's probably the turning point. It all came down to the women's steeple chase. So the other one, which I don't think we'll spend too much time on this, we'll just uh, go through is Citrus Mag made their list of... Uh, well, David Melly wrote the article, their list of winners and losers from the meet. And the first, the biggest winner that he has is Bobby Kersey, which we've already talked about why. Between, I mean, well, we didn't talk about Sydney McLaughlin, what she did in the 400. She's going to have the American record in the 400 soon. Like, Yeah, she was, she's gone for like the world 400s record. of a second off air. Apparently, yeah. she's gone for the world record as well. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know what that is, but I'm sure a talented athlete like her is looking at that yeah so between her and uh a thing mo it was crazy you know i was like i was stalking uh sydney's youtube page because she has like some cool youtube videos that, that like have you made and they were just sprinting on a random road in, in california their training was like i mean imagine their training is a lot more complicated than that but they're just like there's just like cars coming and they're just like hopping on the road and sprinting <laughs> go check out Jesus. the video so I don't know. I don't really like. I hadn't heard much about Bobby Kersey until all these great athletes joined him. But he's he's he's. I think he's just been like always behind the scenes because they were yeah. saying he's he's coached an Olympic champ every year since '96. He was co- he coached Alison Felix. Yeah, I mean, if you coach Alison, yeah, that's, that's the cheat code. That's because she was probably on like the four by four really. Like yeah. Every that's every what I'm year. thinking. It's like if he's coach, coaching Alison Felix for a whole career, that's every year you would coach an Olympic champ. Yeah. So more world champ still. Gets all his credit, and as Ollie already said, moving up to the fifteen hundred from yeah, like a that was the most impressive thing for from me. a sprint based group. Yeah. Um, next, I think we'll go through these ones quickly. They said the biggest losers was NCAA runners, which see, yeah. look the BYU sensation, <laughs> Kenneth, Kenneth, Kenneth Rooks, Kenny, Kenny Rooks, bro. Yeah, it was a crazy race. I think I oh think maybe he was referring more to the sprinters and stuff in the sprint events, but we we don't really pay attention to those as much. The, would you count Will Summer as collegiate? yeah? Mm. NCAA runner. I'd say he's like, he still counts as a collegiate runner because yeah, he he probably didn't perform the way he wanted to. Yeah, he he ended up coming through well, but he was out of the race, which yeah. it didn't seem fast enough that he should be out of it. Yeah. So that's a bit surprising. Biggest winner, Elise Cranny, makes sense. Biggest loser, Bauman runners, not Sean or Elise, which yeah, they had that's a tough. Fair enough. They they had a tough. Half one. of them went home injured. Yeah. yeah, they've been so dominant for the past few years, Bauman, at um, national championships that now this is probably one of the worst years they've performed. And they, but they still yeah. like won the five of the ten. Like, yeah. That's how crazy they set the bar is. very high. This, their bar is so. incredibly high. And Jerry was Jerry available? Available for comment? Oh, uh, let me just check. Uh, did did David get him? Says that he wasn't. He wasn't available. Unfortunately, for not. Uh, next biggest winner was the Tracksmith Amateurs, which I'm pretty sure Tracksmith probably paid him to write that. <laughs> but no, that's not that. They won the. Um, what is his name? Charles Cravon. Cravon Charleston winning the 100 men's. The sprint, like the men's sprinting, was was like the 100 was so weird. Mm. Like he came through and won. Yeah. Okay. So he does say that he <laughs> runs for a Tracksmith sponsored club. So we'll just skip past that. Now the biggest winner was Shikari. Mm. She's had all her ups and downs, but did you? I don't she's know. She's not. She's not back. She's better. She's not back. She's better. She, she definitely um, rehearsed that. But did you see? There was a tweet from Let's Run. Jonathan Goldberg talks about how Shikari was apparently going to talk after the competition to media, mm-hmm. and then never ended up talking. I did he, see she never talked and he blew, to the media. He blew up about that, but she did talk to media. She talked to specific types of media. So. That says something. I think she's making a statement of who she believes is the best people to portray her. Who in, was uh, it? In the media. It was um, the guy that does all the NBC stuff. Really nice guy. Big guy. Um, Johnson? Lewis. Lewis Johnson. And then, um, I, I don't know what her name is, but she also did, it was in front of like a hedge and they, they would have like Sid McLaughlin juggling and I don't uh, know who I ran that. did see those posts. I'm not sure who yeah, that was coming she, from. She, Shikari did that was probably event. Citrus Mag. That could have been Dark City Smag. Um, but she was doing media. So, but she just chose she just to do media to, to Jonathan Goldblatter. Yeah. All flow tracks. Yeah. yeah for them. But uh, actually, that was a big loser of the meet was not having uh, Citrus Mag MVP David McCarthy on the ground in Eugene. Don't let them listen to Jonathan Don't, let them, don't let them hear you say that. Kyle and Chris are not going to be happy. Well, I like those guys too. But. Yeah. No, 
off to what he's done uh, in Europe. He's, he's crushing it. He brings a great energy. Setting a standard. Yeah. Europe correspondent, let's just make him world correspondent. World correspondent. <laughs> let's, let's fly him to the USA's next year. But overall, um, yeah, bunch of winners and losers. But as it always is, USA's was just great to experience. Happy we didn't have to experience the stress yeah. of, of being there competing, etc. The emotionally drained. The remember, most emotional. Remember when we actually went to USA's for two days? Trials, we were all sleeping on the floor on the terrible. Uh, blow up beds. <laughs> it was terrible. That was when Morgan just on the team as well, which was so funny because that was like this, the precedent of like Morgan's like, what the fuck are we doing sleeping on the floor? We had yeah. mega, we had like a mega air bed, like yeah. five air beds lined Jace, up. Jason, was, each other. Jason was sleeping on the couch snoring. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. I was like, we, I, we probably slept like five hours every night. We just kept we trying to train other. hard. George was literally I was trying to qualify for the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, Me and Morgan qualified and we're trying to like get in really hard training. Yeah. So we've come so far. We've come very far. Yeah. yeah. That was an interesting time for OEC. Yeah. We've come yeah. a long way. We have come a long way. USA is definitely the most draining. So yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the emotional highs and lows of it are pretty crazy. Yeah. So that's USA's. I think uh, we'll probably get more into this next week. So we're not really going to talk about it now, but all of us are about to head out on the road. Coffee club pod on the road edition coming up for <laughs> probably like the next two months after next week. This is, this is the big trip. We big uh, we'll announce all the races and stuff coming we'll up next week. The Europe correspondents of Coffee Club. <laughs> yeah, it's just us. <laughs> we're just taking on a new role. It's yeah. us. Big we're, surprise. We're, yeah. pro- we're promoting ourselves. We're, we're promoting ourselves going overseas to promote ourselves. Exactly. Um, the CEO will be staying at headquarters, making sure everything's tip top shape. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll be heading out. Yeah, so I think we'll get into that all next week because we've talked we've talked about running way too much today. Yeah, this is this, this, is, this is more running than we've talked about in most of our podcasts. So. Yeah, it's just yeah. like trying to like trying to like officially cover events is really taxing mentally. Ooh, yeah. I was already finding it really hard just in the beginning, just because of how hot it is. Yeah. I feel like we should be like Do you taking it's a nap off right now. The pod? I feel like I'm cooler now. I think it is slightly cooler. Yeah, but Gus has taken off. But it's probably still like I don't know how hot it is in yeah. this room, but it's. Yeah. We should be taking a nap, so maybe we should should go do that. But is there anything else from us? Pretty much just go so. buy the merch. Yeah, I go hope you guys enjoy it and um, give us feedback as well. You maybe know. we should give like a longer story about how all the merch stuff. Maybe we'll do that next time. I we'll think. do that next time. Yeah, we won't waste your time. Check out the merch. Thanks once again to Countback for supporting us. Um, if you want to buy something 20% off, use our code Coffee Club, all caps, one word. Uh, this is episode 94, is it? Because I didn't say it at the start, so I can't remember. Episode 94. 94. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We'll see you all next week. Bye.